I'm not good enough. I don't have the time. I don't have what it takes. I'm not made to do hard things. I can't take time away from my kids. I lack the confidence. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skilled enough. I just know I'm going to fail. Have you told yourself any of these things in the past week when you think about the desires stirring in your heart? I'm just going to throw this out there. These are complete lies from the enemy. And if you believe them about yourself, he will hold you back from the calling work God has placed on your heart. What lies are you believing? Who cut in on you as you are running a good race? Today, Mama, we're going to defeat these lies once and for all, and we're going to learn the truth. Hey mama, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe. I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I sacrificed my own dreams to take care of my kids. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. I desperately wanted to find a way to create simple systems so I could create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own outside of motherhood, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can find yourself again and turn your passions into purpose. In order to have a red-hot mindset, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friends, welcome back to Red Hot Mindset. I am so thankful that you are tuning in with me today. You know, today is all about, I would call it a mini devotional, and really it was just something that sparked on my mind and something that really came to my heart Back a week or two ago in church on Sunday, the pastor was talking about Galatians, and it really had nothing to do with the message, but I was drawn to Galatians 5, 7 through 8, and I couldn't really get it out of my mind. It resonated so much with me, maybe even in the season I'm in, but I think it resonated with me in the season I have been in in the past as well, and I was thinking maybe it would resonate with you too. And it also has a running analogy in it. And I love running analogies. I love that the Bible incorporates these. And I'm always drawn to them, maybe because I just understand them so well. I can relate so much to them. But Galatians 5, 7 through 8 says, You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who called you. I mean, we could just sit with that for a minute. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who called you. And as I read that, it resonated with me as I was thinking, I was running a good race. I really felt like the desires in my heart 
I was, were a purpose from God and my calling work, and I started toward them. I was in action mode, getting things together, creating a plan, and super excited about it, super excited to be used with my giftings and the skills God gave me. But then something happened. I got discouraged. A trial came, a challenge came, a wall, and I stopped. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I lost my confidence. I didn't feel like I had the strength to do it. I didn't know if I could do the hard things. That's somebody cutting in on me, on my race, right? Our race is the race of life that, and, and the purpose and the plan that God has set out for us. So when we stop in our tracks, when we quit on ourselves, someone or something cut in on us. And most likely, that someone or something is the enemy and the lies that the enemy tells us. Because God already said that kind of persuasion does not come from him. He is there and ready to help us every step of the way where he's called us. He doesn't say we get to do everything. We don't we can't really do everything we set our mind on, but we can do anything that he calls us to because he wants us to. He needs us to. Now, when I say he needs us to, he doesn't really need us to, because if we don't, he's going to find someone who will. He's going to find a willing heart, right? But he does need us. The, the whole point is us being willing to be used in a greater calling. So as I was reading this verse about running a good race and being cut into, three things came to my mind. The first one is that God has called you to something. Once you put your trust in the Lord, he will put you on a mission. He has mission work for you. Now, it might be simple. It might be small. It might be big. He may not be calling you to be a missionary and go to Africa or another country. He may be calling you right where you are. He may be calling you in the work that you're already doing. He may be calling you at home with your kids. That's a huge mission field. He may be calling you to step out of your comfort zone and to take an interest or a desire that he's placed in your heart and to use it for his glory. I always had the desire to be a writer, but my own self-doubts and issues crept in on me and kept me from pursuing that dream for a really long time. I'm talking about when I say I've always had a desire to be a writer, I'm going back to probably kindergarten. I mean, ever since I could read, I wanted to write. And I don't think that came from my own desires. I honestly think that was God placing that desire and that gifting in my heart so he could use me in a big, massive, burly kind of way. And honestly, um, I thought I'd publish a book straight out of high school. I had that on my heart. It was a plan I had. It was, I, it was a goal of mine to be one of the youngest published authors ever, right? And um, I was 36 when my first book was realized. 36 years old. I was 18 when I graduated high school. I had a double my life before I published my first book. I allowed the lies of the enemy to hold me back that long. I allowed my own self-doubts and my own um, lack of self-confidence and all of the things to hold me back from doing what I knew my calling work was. 
I wonder what yours is. I wonder what God has called you to. And did you know that when he calls you to something, you may not be there forever. He may pivot you. He may be calling you to something now in this season, and he may change that. And that's totally fine. But what's stopping you from doing it? The second thing that I was thinking about with this verse is what's getting in the way of you believing in your calling work? What lies did you believe? I'm thinking back to when I was in the writing mode, when I knew that my calling work was writing in some way, form or fashion, maybe I didn't know exactly how it would come to fruition, but I knew in my heart of hearts that that is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. What lies did I believe? Well, I believed that my message doesn't matter. Maybe it's already been shared before. I thought, am I putting in this work for nothing? What if no one reads it? I didn't know if I had what it takes. And I also kind of thought, well, I'm really a nobody. I'm not, I'm kind of a nobody. So why would someone want what I have to offer? I mean, these were just some of the lies. Now, you may look at that and go, really? You thought all those things? But yeah, I did. I still do when I'm writing. I doubt myself all the time. What lies are you believing? I want to share with you some promises today about who you are, or better yet, about who God is and who he says you are. Now, these verses are powerful, and when those lies come, you can shut them down right away with these simple truths. God is not a liar, and his word is truth. Believe him. Believe those words. Here's a lie that I think every woman believes, at least at some point in her life. I lack the confidence. I felt that when I was trying to write my books. I I felt like I didn't have the confidence to do it. Lack of confidence is a lie. Do you want to know why? Because God is our confidence. Psalm 139, 13 through 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. How can you not be confident in that? If you know that God made you and he made you special with a purpose, he knit you together in your mother's womb special, then you don't need to be confident in yourself. You need confidence in the plans God has for you. You can have confidence by deepening your relationship with the Lord. I I like to call it this Godfidence. All you need is Godfidence. You need confidence in God and he will give you the confidence you need to push through. Here's another lie. I lack the knowledge. And I thought this also when I was writing my book too. I I thought, well, I'm no expert. I mean, I don't have a degree in this. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I don't really have the knowledge. But I'm going to tell you, lack of knowledge is a lie that keeps you from running your race. Here's why. God is our wisdom. In the whole time that we are alive, we will never arrive. And if you think you've arrived, then you're mistaken. I love that. In the whole time we are alive, you have never arrived. You will never be perfect and you will never arrive. You will never know it all. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that. And if you think you've arrived, then you're mistaken. We all lack knowledge. None of us knows enough. But guess what? We can learn. 
We can learn what we need to know in order to do what we're called to do. Isn't that great news? James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Lack of knowledge is a lie. Here's another one. I lack the strength. Have you said that lately? I know I say that a lot because I do feel weak. I always feel weak in whatever I'm called to do. But lack of strength is a lie, and here's why. God is our strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It doesn't say I can do all things on my own. It doesn't say I am so powerful and have so much strength on my own. It says I can do all things through Christ because he gives me the strength to do them. I can do all things that Christ calls me to because he called me to them. He wouldn't call me to them if I couldn't do it, right? I have the strength because he is my strength and he will supply what I need. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's one thing I love about the Bible, because God calls the weak. He never calls those who've arrived. He never calls those who think that they are the best at what they do. He never calls those with confidence. Have you noticed that? I mean, Moses had a stutter. <laughs> uh, there's so many places in the Bible where you're like, they didn't, if what, they, they did it, they could do it. Okay, if they can do it, I can do it because, because God, right? We find our sufficiency and our strength from God. We don't have to worry about lacking the strength. All right, how about I lack the time? Mm-hmm, mama, I hear you. I lack the time too. I feel like I don't have enough time in my day to do anything that I need to do. But actually, lack of time is a lie. We need to harvest our time well and be good stewards of it. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, and it's what we do with it that matters. It's how intentional we are with it and how purposeful we are. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, There is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. God has given us the time we need for the activities he's called us to. Now, you may be doing too many activities. You may be needing to rearrange your schedule because maybe you don't have the time because you're filling it with things that don't matter. I have been there. I've done that many times. I had so many roles on my plate that I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And I definitely wasn't doing my calling work the way I should have been because I didn't have the time. But that was my choice. And it's your choice to create the time. Colossians 4, 5 says, Be wise in the way you act with those who are not believers. Use your time in the best way you can. Don't you love that? God says, use your time. Use it wisely. I've given you the 24 hours. This is plenty of time. God gave us 24 hours because he knew that's what we needed, right? So he would have given us more time if he thought we needed more, but we don't. We need those 24 hours and we need to use them in the best way we can be good stewards of the time. Ephesians 5.11 says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work. The barren pursuits of darkness expose these things for the sham they are. Hmm, busy work, right? I always think about that. Like when we were in school, I hated busy work. I was like, why in the world am I being sent home with this paper that I have to do that's really stupid because there's no purpose behind it. To me, I liked work that meant there was purpose, right? I loved the projects. 
I loved the writing. I loved papers. And to me, there was a purpose behind doing those things. But meaningless busy work? No thanks. And I've seen myself get caught up in busy work. I've put that importance on busy work more than on my calling work. And so here, this says, we don't need to waste our time on useless work. Use our time for purpose. Use it for intention. All right, how about I lack a good plan? A lack of a plan is actually a lie. Or it could be a cop-out. It could be an excuse that you're making. Well, if I don't have a plan, I can't do it, right? Oh, no plan. Huh, I don't know how to get started. But guess what? God directs our steps. If you ask him, God will guide you. He will help you create the plan to do the calling work he so much desires for you. Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. He has a massive plan for you. He has a purpose for your life, and he will direct it if we allow him to. So no plan is a lie. How do we plan? Well, we get in prayer and we find out what our first step is. We plan with him. Now, if you, if a plan is what's stopping you, then I'm going to plug coaching for you because that's something that God has gifted me with. He's gifted me with being able to coach others. And if you need help, we can get on a coaching call and we will create your intentional purpose plan together. And by the end of the hour, you will have so much clarity and direction. And when you go to work with the plan, prayerfully bringing God into it, because he's directing your steps, good things will happen. If you want to create your intentional purpose plan with me, just email me at gabecox at redhotmindset.com and I'll send you the details. I would love to do this clarity work with you and help you to turn your passions into your purpose so God can use you in mighty ways because he wants to. He wants to use you and it might mean right at home with your kids and he might be calling you elsewhere. He might be calling you to do something a little bit bigger in your workspace just to be kingdom builders where you are but having a plan and having a purpose behind it matters. So the third thing that I was thinking about when I read this passage is what is the truth, right? So if somebody cut in on me on a race that I was doing, a good race that I was running, and it kept me from obeying the truth, what is the truth? If you're doubting your calling work and the desires stirring in your heart because you don't think you're worthy enough or you don't think you're good enough, you're right. That might be hard to hear, okay? But you really are not worthy enough on your own. But God made you worthy. You are not enough on your own. But God made you enough. So stop believing the lies that are holding you back and allow God to shape the truths of your future. One of the things that I like to do, even in my coaching sessions, is come up with the lies that you're believing and shape them and change them into God's promises. Change them into the truth so that you can be reminded every time those lies creep up, you can be reminded, okay, here's the truth. One of my other favorite podcasters to listen to is Allie Beth Stuckey, and she has a book out called You Are Not Enough and It's Okay. By the way, it's a really great book. Uh, I'll link it for you if you want to read it, but really, you are not enough. This culture says we are enough. We can be our own gods. We are our enoughness. 
and we can get caught up in that. But if we start thinking that, you know, oh, we can be enough. Well, when we don't feel like enough, we're going to feel like failures because we're going to realize we can never live up to being enough. But we think that other people think that they're enough and they, they, they are enough. And why can't we ever be enough? I mean, come on. God is your enoughness and he will supply all your needs for you to fulfill your calling. Let him be your enoughness. All you need to do is to get back into the race and not let the enemy cut in on you with his lies. Listen for the truths and the promises of God. Let those flood your heart and mind when these insecurities and lies try to infiltrate your life because they will. Whenever you're on a good path, whenever you're running a good race, a test will come. A barrier will come. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop? Are you going to let the enemy win? Or are you going to get into the word of God and seek God and say, no, this is the truth and I'm obeying the truth. Now, I do have a free course available for you if you're interested. It's called Uniquely You. And really, it's about building confidence in who you are in Christ and developing the why behind your goals. This course is a deep dive into finding your worth in Christ, reaffirming you can succeed, and discovering the why behind your passions. It will help you look inward and bring you through a refining process to discover just whom you are in Christ. And through the course, you will lay down the perfect foundation to kickstart your growth and start setting and smashing those God-given goals. Every lesson contains a reading and videos and a worksheet to help you do that groundwork. You'll be guided every step of the way in learning how to like who you are, and how to begin your calling work. God has made you uniquely you, and it's time to find out how. If you're interested in joining me in that free course, it's a free resource and tool for you, you can go on to redhotmindset.com and click on resources, and you will find a link to it there. I'll also link it in the show notes. Now, as we wrap up today, I want to talk about the three things we learned in this verse. The first thing that we learned is that God has called you to something. Once you put your trust in the Lord, he will put you on a mission. The second thing is to ask yourself, what's getting in the way of you believing in your calling work? What lies are you believing? And the third thing is to really ask, what is the truth? And to start molding your mind, refining your mind, renewing your mind to believing God's truth. What lies are you believing today? How can you turn them around into truths? Stand firm on the promises that these verses we shared today hold true. And get back into the race. Mama, get back into the race. God has called you to something. And when he calls you to something, he doesn't make it easy. You don't just snap your fingers and say, I'm going to do this. And I have all the confidence and skills and wisdom I need to do this right now on my own. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. We already talked about it. There will be tests. There are going to be challenges. You will doubt what you're doing probably every day. You will want to quit probably every day. But if God has called you to it, you need to see it through. You will be refined in the process. You will be made stronger through him. Galatians 5, 7 through 8 says, You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who called you. Get back in the race. Put those blinders on to the lies of the enemy and lean into your best trainer and coach, the Lord. 
allow him to flood you with the truth. I promise you it's worth it. And I love that I don't have to do it alone. I'm not bearing all of it alone. I don't need the strength. I don't need the knowledge. I don't need any of it. All I need is him because he will supply it for me. I want to end us in a prayer before we go today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this devotional as much as I did. I just read that verse and I was just like so compelled by it. And I just wanted to share that with you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time that we get together. I thank you that you've given me the gift of speaking and writing. And I love that you've let that become a calling work for me, something that I can use to reach out to others and bring them into their own calling work and to draw them into the relationship with you because that is the thing that we should desire most, relationship with you and really asking you, what is our next step? Where do you want me? What gifts did you give me? How can I be used by you right where I am? And I pray that each and every mama listening will really ask those questions with you and to really understand they don't have to go off and do some big burly goal. They don't have to go off and do big mission work if they're not called to it. They can do mission work right where they are. And it matters. Help them to see it matters and give them the peace and joy and the strength that they need to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this blessed you today. And in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.